It is really a joy uh, to be with you this morning and uh, a privilege just to share the scriptures with you. Uh, when I was um, told that I was coming here, um, obviously it wasn't our decision who we were, who we were, what church we were going to. Um, we were sort of designated a church, and uh, the email come through and it says, uh, "You're going to be speaking at, uh, at Dave's church at Stapleford." Uh, and I thought, well, it's a bit of an interesting choice, that, because, to be honest, I've never really liked him. <laughs> and so I thought, well, yeah, I'll make the best of it. <laughs> not really, not really. We don't, we're not true, no. He's all right. <laughs> I, uh, I, need to, I need to confess right at the beginning... Um, before we get into the word, is that uh, just a couple of weeks ago we, we went through a, uh, a Bible study series um, and it was open talk. It was, and what I wanted to do, I wanted to create an opportunity for people to come and just talk about anything they wanted. So the, the advertisement was there was no taboo subjects. Whatever it was that you wanted to come in, you could bring and uh, we would discuss it and, you know, see what the, what the biblical interpretation was and, and just see what, what God said about the issue. And it went really well. And then one week, um, somebody come up with the idea of thinking, well, you know, what is it? What is it that you struggle most in the, in the Christian faith, in your walk with God? What is it that you struggle with the most? And, and of course, people brought different things. You know, they were saying, oh, there was this. You know, I really struggled with this. Um, and I thought I was getting away with it because it was coming to the end of the evening. And then somebody come to me, uh, spoke to me and he said, what, what about you, Phil? What, what is it that you struggle with? And, you know, you put on the spot. And, uh, and of course, as, as the leader of a church, you're supposed to be, uh, you know, you're supposed, you're sinless perfection. That's what people are looking for. Uh, but it's not the case, is it? We all know that. We're all very real here. And, uh, and I had to say, actually, it's my sense of humour. Because I laugh at things I shouldn't laugh at. I really do. And I, I do have a problem with that. And so this morning, I'm probably going to say some things that I think are funny. Now, I would really like you to laugh, right? I would really like you to laugh at them. Uh, because you're not going to receive any more anointing, but the morning will just go a bit quicker. Okay? So we were actually given the topic as well, what we, uh, what we were told to preach on. So we'd got sort of a, uh, a generic thing going across the churches. And it was a bit of a wide... It was, it was a wide... It was about prayer, prophecy in the church and stuff. And so I want to talk to you this morning about prayer. And I've been encouraged already... I mean, to be honest, I'm having a great time. That worship this morning, wasn't it fantastic? Guys, you're just doing a great job just leading people into the presence of God. And, and I just sensed that this morning. I thought, wow, this, this is great. This is just like being at home. And that's great, isn't it, when we can come and say, it's just like being at home, because it was just wonderful. And so thank you for that, the musicians who just led us so well this morning. And so this morning, I want to talk to you. Um, about prayer. And what I really want to bring to you is the challenge. And as I say, I've already been encouraged because you've, you know, you're praying for each other. And I love that. You know, that's missing in so many of our churches today. We don't do that as often as we, we used to. We do that at our place. And I love it when people move. It's the same in our place. I have to say, well, you, you need to move. You need to get out of your seats. And David just encouraged you this morning. But I just love that already, the fact that you, you're already doing that. And so what I'm going to bring to you this morning is perhaps taking um, looking at the area of prayer, but really looking at the, the significance of your prayer. What it actually accomplishes, or what it can accomplish, if you believe what you're actually praying. 
Okay? So just looking at the, 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 how we come to God in prayer and then the significance, what impact our prayers are having. A little boy runs to a pastor down the road. He says, Pastor, you, you, you need to come quickly. My mum is really, really poorly. And uh, she needs, you know, she needs you to pray with her. And uh, the pastor knows this little boy, and he knows that actually he attends another church down the road. And he says to the little boy, well, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm happy to do that. But, but isn't it more appropriate for you to ask your own pastor to come and pray for your mum? And he says, well, you know what, I thought about that. But the thing is, she's really poorly, and I don't want my pastor to catch what she's got. (laughs) Did you know also that they've just, there's all these great things on the internet and stuff, but did did you know that they've just actually designed a dial a prayer for atheists? Dial a prayer for atheists. You ring the number. The phone rings, but nobody answers. <laughs> Doesn't get any better than that. You need to laugh better than that. <laughs> okay. And then just before I move into this, the story, <laughs> are, they, are they worse than Dave's? Or? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. The storm raged. The captain realized that inevitably the boat was going to sink. The boat was going to sink. And so he, sh- he, he shouts out, shouts out to the people on the ship, does anyone here know how to pray? And so this guy runs up and he goes, Captain, I know how to pray. He says, well, start praying. I've counted the life jackets. There's one missing. <laughs> okay, let's get serious. Shouldn't be having fun in church, should we? Don't underestimate the significance of your prayers. This is going to be some familiar scripture to you, I'm sure, from Ephesians. And it says, pray in the spirit on all occasions and with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the saints. Got a couple of quotes for you here. Guy King says this, no one is a firmer believer in prayer or more so a believer in prayer than the devil. Not that he practices it but rather that he suffers from it. And then Martin Lloyd-Jones says this, Prayer demands no special dress. Prayer demands no special place. Prayer demands no special eloquence. Prayer demands no special scholarship. Prayer never struts. Prayer seeks no applause. Prayer defies definition. Prayer eludes explanation. Prayer is birthed in time, but it grasps eternity. Prayer strengthens the weak and weakens the strong. Prayer touches the power of the world to come. It avails because it prevails. Our ultimate position as Christians is tested by the power of our prayer life. About 20 years ago, as um, I was journeying in my faith, I I had the fortune to come across a guy who, who spoke some things into my life which really helped me. And he said, Phil, there's a, there's a place of prayer. If we, if we stay in it, if we stick with it, there's a place in our prayer life where we can actually move mountains. 
of course they are the mountains that God wants us to move we can spend time moving things or praying to move things that actually God doesn't want to move we know that don't we but there is a place where we can move mountains there's a place where we can get down to pray for a while and and break through into a, a spiritual realm where heaven seems to be at attention there are times like these that are often marked with tongues and a, a real sense of the presence of God and so as you can imagine he got my attention I wanted to hear what this guy had to say I guess some of you this morning can identify with this when we find ourselves in our own devotional prayer life and this morning it is evident that 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 is going on because that's an overflow this morning is an overflow what happens in church should be an overflow is what's happening in the week yeah and so we get down to prayer and I guess some of us could manage 10 perhaps 5 minutes 10 minutes perhaps even 15 minutes in prayer and then our personal prayer meeting finishes and it finishes because we've really felt we've, 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 we've met with God we've sensed that there's, a, there's been some kind of breakthrough and, and the request that we've brought to him we're, we're believing people so we're believing that God is going to do the things that we've asked him to do and so we come out of that place in a good place with a sense of being satisfied that we've, we've, we've done what we needed to do. God has heard our, praise, our prayer and, and we're waiting for the answer. We're just waiting to see what God is going to do. And that's okay. And that's a good start. That's a good place to start. There's perhaps a, a sense in our spirit. We, we, we just, there's an evidence in our spirit that just tells us that, yes, something has happened. But I want to suggest to you this morning that there's a place of going beyond that place. There's an experience that we can have when we go beyond that 15 minutes, that 10 minutes, that 5 minutes, whatever it is. It's a place where we push back, literally push back the forces that oppose ourselves, our families and our church I can remember him telling me that we find ourselves in prayer when we find ourselves in this place we we refuse the temptation to stop praying in the business of our lives and we're so busy today we are so busy there's stuff going on all the time and we're having to make time to do this make time for this and that But how important it is that we make time for prayer. The challenge is for most of us here, I guess, that we, within the busyness of our lives and the 15 minutes that we will will give as our, our daily devotional, is that really that's all the time we have. And so there's a challenge to us this morning that we go beyond it. And this morning, my encouragement to you is that going beyond it can take you to a significant place it can be a significant prayer that will take you to a significant place both in what you're praying into and also your own personal devotional life 
actually the devil will do his best to discourage our efforts he doesn't want us to press beyond what we're already doing in fact he doesn't want us to do even what we're doing and, and he will try every trick in the book to try and distract us to get our attention and so we don't give ourselves to prayer and that comes in all kinds of geysers comes in all kinds of ways the distractions of the world the distractions of, of what is going on around us our work our friends and, and stuff but folks we can't avoid we can't we can't sorry we can't we, we can't stop pressing in we can't do that we have to keep pressing in there's some great prayers in the Bible and in Mark it tells us that there's a kind of prayer that will move mountains I love those prayers in the Psalms David tells us encourages us with a kind of prayer that will enlarge us in our distress feeling challenged there's a prayer that will help us push through that in Daniel there's a kind of prayer that refuses the hindrances that laws written by kings will have upon us we push through those barriers we push through those things in Luke it tells us about the kind of prayer that helps us against our adversaries in Acts it's the kind of prayer that releases captives from their prisons there's a prayer that can be had you know and these are the prayers that we're praying for our community you know if, we, if we're going to have an impact if we want to see something happen in our community we need to press in and pray for some prisoners to be released I love the songs we sung this morning about the fact that in Jesus name it casts out fear in Jesus name he sets prisoners loose it's in Jesus name that these things happen don't they and it's through our prayers when we press in that we see our communities come alive they get a hold of something because no, they know there's a church over the road that's praying for them they want the best for them and that's the kind of prayer that that is a kind of prayer in Romans it says that continues to build us hope build us hope it gives us hope for the future in theologian, one theologian it says it's the kind of prayer that does not cease it keeps on keeping on we press in in Luke it tells us about a prayer that gives us bread at midnight <laughs> I guess we've all, prayed, we've all prayed those prayers haven't we at midnight at our desperate need at our desperate time we've prayed the prayer and God has come through for us that's just wonderful it's a kind of prayer that puts you right on the front line of battle you see these prayers aren't passive prayers these prayers aren't the kind of prayers that you just pray and walk away because these are battle line prayers these are prayers that are going to have an impact these prayers are often crying prayers loud prayers pleading prayers sweating prayers big prayers unwavering prayers confident prayers you know we haven't done it for a long time in at Ed Walton but I can remember a time when we were going through a series of prayer and we, we prayed through the night and um, I had the slot 
1am till 3am and uh, I purposely wanted that slot probably because I'm a bit mad I don't know I don't, it may be that but I wanted that slot because I thought it's going to do me good to get up and pray at that time you know it's easy to pray at 7 easy to pray at 6 but 1 till 3 is going to be good for me and so I got up and I went and I really didn't know what God was going to do I had a, an expectancy and a, an excitement in my spirit that something was going to happen but I didn't know what was going to happen I have got no idea what God was going to say to us during this time where he was going to take us but the fact I did it and went there and took my stood my ground for those few hours there was a sense that I was involved in the battle I wasn't being a an onlooker anymore but actually I'd come into the battle I'd come onto the battlefield and God began to speak and the prophetic began to flow and it was just amazing what God was telling us as a church and, and not through, just through me but through others too uh, they'd chosen that spot as well they obviously were as mad as me but they, they just got into the zone and God spoke into our hearts and because I believe it was because it was a crying prayer it was a sweating prayer it was a loud prayer this kind of prayer brings, the, brings us into the prophetic realm it brings us into another level of understanding it brings us into a level of revelation when God begins to speak into us we see things that aren't and we believe things that are unimaginable that's the kind of prayer when we read the text we read the portion that Paul brings to us and he tags it on to the end of the armour of God and I guess we're all familiar with the armour of God the breastplate and all that stuff but he tags it on at the end and in the Weymouth version of the Bible it says this pray with unceasing prayer on every fitting occasion in the spirit and always be alert to seize opportunities for doing so with unwearied persistence and entreaty on behalf of God's people in the message Bible Anybody here read the message? Yeah? Message Bible says this. Prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray long and hard. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep, it, keep each other's spirits up so that one, no one falls behind or drops out. So why do we pray? We know that God... He knows the beginning for the end. So why is it we need to find ourselves in this place of, this place of prayer where we're expecting something, we're moving into another dimension. Why do we need to do that? God already knows what, what's going to happen. I guess we've already been, perhaps we've asked that question ourselves or perhaps we've had to answer that question to others who have come to us. Our humanistic conclusion is that what will be will be. God knows anyway. But I want to encourage you this morning by saying that firstly, prayer is a commandment. 
God tells us to pray. Tells us to pray. Lots of Bible references. Some that I've mentioned already. Encouraging us to pray. Secondly, we see from the numerous examples in the Bible where God has heard and answered prayer. We just see a great testimony of God's graciousness and goodness and mercy and favor on people's lives as they've prayed. We think of Abraham and Moses, Elijah, Samson, David, just a few. And I'm sure sitting in this congregation this morning, I'm pretty certain that a lot of you would testify to the fact that God has answered your prayer. God is answering your prayer. Something is happening. Are we going to give up on that? No. We can't afford to give up on that, can we? We need to keep on keeping on. So what are the benefits of prayer? I believe there's a number of benefits that come to us when we give ourselves to prayer. First and foremost, the salvation of souls. In our effort of continuing in prayer for our communities, draws men and women draws them to God we seek God for people being saved in our communities you know we can do all kinds of things and we can put programs on and we can you know we can do amazing things and this building is a testimony of God's grace but unless we're praying for people to get saved unless we're testifying to God's goodness he says if we lift him up he will draw all men to himself are we exalting him in our worship, in our praise, and in our prayers. When a church starts to pray, God convicts the consciousness of those in our community. That hidden preacher inside them suddenly comes alive and troubles them. You know what? I love it when the Holy Spirit troubles people. I love it when he comes along and breeds compassion and comfort and all those things. But I love it when the members of our community come to me and say, Oh, I don't know what's going on. There's something going on. I don't know what's going on, but there's something. I'm I'm just feeling a little uneasy about things. And you think, that's God. God is doing something in their lives. And we begin to open the scriptures and, and just help them on their journey. But if we're not troubling people in our community... We need to be. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to get into them, to, to, to bring some conviction to their whole, to their spirit, to their souls. You see, this is where the battle takes place. In us, in their spirits, in their souls, in their minds, and God is able to do something with them. I'm encouraging not to give up on your prayer. Don't give up on your praying. Let me move on. What else does it bring? It helps us to overcome the world and our flesh. I believe, I, believe, I believe that a believer who prays will find that he or she is not susceptible or as susceptible to worldly temptations. The stuff that, again, we were talking about earlier, the distractions that the devil will bring to us, the stuff that he will throw at us, and there's all kinds of things, including doubt, including unworthiness and all those things but if we are praying believing people we overcome we overcome the bible tells us that we overcome what by 
the word of our testimony and by the blood of the lamb the word of our testimony is you know what that is my definition is what we believe and what the bible believes to be true that is the word of our testimony in 1 John 5 it says everyone born of God overcomes the world this is the victory that has overcome the world even our faith to accomplish this kind of praying we have to overcome our own carnal nature and its tendencies to minimize spiritual things you know sometimes we we, we, we don't really acknowledge what's going on I always think when troubles and tribulation comes along, I, I, I used to respond and react to that, but now I look for the bigger picture. What is actually going on? What is going on? Why am I getting frustrated? Why am I getting angry with this person? What is going on? There's something bigger. God is always doing something bigger than we can think. But we need to tap into that, get some revelation. Prayer helps us to overcome the limitations of being a godly leader in our homes, our job in the church. Prayer helps us to have a boldness to confront those inner Jezebels that compromise our spiritual power, things that would try and bring us down. Help, prayer helps us to ignore critical words, words spoken over us and into us. Anybody had that? People just say some horrible things, don't they? Negative things, horrible things. We need to rise above that. If we are praying people, we will rise above that. Our prayer helps us to rise above that. Because we're in communion, we're in connection, we're in relationship with God. And then God reverses a thing and he says, you know what? Take the notice of what that person's saying. I think you are wonderful. I think you're doing a great job. I think you're amazing. Don't allow people's attitude, don't allow people's comments to you disturb your spirit because you will lose out. They will walk away and forget about it. If we're not careful, we walk away and ponder on it. Prayer will help us with that. Prayer helps us to defeat pessimistic spirit. Prayer helps us to overcome choking materialism. Prayer helps us to determine to live on a higher spiritual plane than we normally do. Prayer helps us to overcome malicious, malicious gossip that could discourage us. I don't know about you, but when I started off in my journey of faith, I was uh, saved at, uh, in a village called Cockgrave. Anybody heard of it? Oh, well, center of the universe. And uh, I got saved under a, a guy called Gary, Gary McShane. And he was a great Bible teacher. And um, when I got saved, there was things I had to give up. I used to play football on a Sunday morning. I wasn't always this felt-like figure that you see before you this morning. But I used to play football and that had to go and I wanted it to go because I, w I wanted to be where God's people was. I wanted to break bread with them. And, but part of the journey, he says, you know, you need to get along to the prayer meetings, Phil. It'd be good if you got along to the prayer meeting. Okay. Got along to the prayer meetings and I'd be there and I'd be sitting there listening to all these people praying. I think, wow, wow, I'd 
to pray like that. And over the years, I've become really a student of prayer. I love to hear how people pray. Not to be critical, not, not, not about that, but just to get a little bit of a, a taste of their relationship with God. Because how we pray, you know, gives us an indication of our walk with God. And some of us are very quiet. Some of us don't like to pray out loud. Some of us are very bold and, and confident. But we're all different in our prayers. And, and you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. As long as they're believing prayers and they're full of faith. And I can remember sitting in this prayer meeting once and um, it, it had been a few months into my faith. And uh, I knew that Gary was actually poorly. Somebody else was taking the meeting. And Gary had gone down with the flu when he was in bed. And uh, really, really poorly. And uh, his wife was at home looking after him. Because us guys, when we get the flu, we always get it worse than the ladies. So we need lots of comfort. We, le we need all that stuff. Because we get it worse than the ladies. I know you don't understand that, ladies. But it's the truth. And so his wife was looking after him. And it got to the prayer meeting. And it got to the part where we were going to pray for Gary. And the guy in the prayer meeting... And his name was Dave, actually. I've got to watch these Daves. They get everywhere. And uh, he says, right, he says, we're going to pray. Phil, will you start us off praying for Gary? And I broke out in a sweat, thinking, oh my goodness. Because I don't know about you, but I'd been in, pre in, in prayer meetings before that where... There were, pre there were proper Pentecostal prayer meetings where you sat in a circle and then one prayed and then the next one prayed next to them. The third one felt obliged to pray next because it was a circle. And God only answers prayers if you're in a circle. And so that person prayed. So I'd already experienced a little bit of that pressure but nobody had ever said, will you pray for Gary? And suddenly this fear comes upon me. Oh my goodness. And so you're going to Yes, I will. Okay, so we get down to prayer, and, and I'm thinking, right, I need this to sound good. <laughs> All the others are expecting, I'm kicking off here, this has got to be good. As I say, I'm sweating, and these words come into my mind. And very simple words, but didn't realise actually what I'd prayed until I looked up and saw Dave, who had asked me to pray, tears rolling down his face trying to hold back the laughter and I prayed God you know Gary is in bed right now Alison's looking after him will you please make Gary better in bed <laughs> nobody followed me praying and it wasn't until I reflected make Gary better in bed Oh my goodness, what have I prayed? And so, as I say, I looked up, Dave in front of me, he's got tears holding it back. I suddenly realised that actually, it wasn't about performance. It wasn't about how I pray. It's the heart behind my prayer. It was actually what I was believing for. Now, I went through a lot of those times. I developed in my prayer life I went to AOG conferences and on one occasion was prayed for by Reinhard Bonnke. I wasn't supposed to be, I was a steward. And we were told, wait until everybody else has been and then, you know, if you get the opportunity, I thought, blow that, I'm having some of this. <laughs> and so I was up the front. 
And so Reinhard Bonnke starts praying for me. And the thing is, he spits at you when you pr- he's praying. He does. He doesn't mean to. But I considered it a bit of an anointing. <laughs> I thought, I'll, I'll run with that. I'm, great. So the next prayer meeting at home, I'm thinking, I'm going to pray like Reinhard. Not spitting at people, but you know, I got passionate about this prayer. And this, this lady, I'd got it in my mind that this lady had come for prayer. And I hadn't really been paying attention. And suddenly it was my turn to pray. And, and so I go across to this lady and say, Lord, uh, bless this lady. You know, she's got a sore arm. Her arm's given her great difficulty. And uh, I really pray now the blessing of God on her. You know, believe that healing is in the atonement. And I believe all that stuff. And, and God, would you just touch her now in Jesus' name? And finished, went and sat down again, looked across. Same guy, Dave. He's there with the tears running down his face again. And I thought, what have I done? What have I done this time? So it gets to the end of the meeting. And then this lady's name was Doreen. Lovely, lovely spiritual praying lady. And and, uh, she walked across to me. She says, thank you for that prayer, love. She says, it was really nice. I said, oh, thank you. Thank you, Doreen. She says, actually, it was my leg. <laughs> but God understands. <laughs> Folks, let's press in. Let's press in with all the energy that God gives us, with all the enthusiasm and passion that God gives us. Let's move beyond our 15 minutes. Let's move beyond that and just see God do something in this church. 2015 has been an amazing year for it for you, hasn't it? Amazing year. Just think what 2016 could look like as you press in, as you press in and seek God for this community here in Stapleford. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to me.